Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Awesome. Okay. So, um, yeah. Well, let's do our opening. Welcome to and Pick One. This is Flynn, and I have a guest who's never been on here before. So why don't you introduce yourself as much as you're comfortable with? Hi, I'm Pika Miner, sometimes known as Gray among uh, people. Uh, sometimes people also call me Pika. I, I am a Twitch variety streamer that like that that likes to focus around Magic the Gathering and uh, and uh, and adventure games. Yeah, and um, I actually met you from one of my uh, friends here in Maryland. Uh, who streams, so you're not the first uh, Twitch streamer I've had on here, actually. One of the mm. people. So welcome to the uh, family. I'm gonna get your info for, like, your stream. So if you can, like, send me the link to that, I'm gonna put it in the description of this episode so that people can find you if they want right. And I don't All see right, give me one second. My channel... And uh, so this episode is kind of unique. We've never tried this before, where um, the app that I record on, Anchor, lets you have other people joining a call for you with podcast. So this is kind of the first shot at it. You'll see how this goes. But if it works out, I got high hopes for it. Mm. Yeah, this will be fun. And we haven't recorded in a long time. It's been like three weeks, I think. Maybe even a month or two. So, yeah. Anyway, um, you know, anyone that would listen to this podcast, you know, knows enough about Magic the Gathering to know that Kaldheim, the newest set, just had its pre-release this weekend and um, released on Magic Arena, I think a couple days ago as well. And Pika, you've played some of that, haven't you? Yeah, I've I've only done like a couple drafts, but... I, I I did a, a little bit of a set review, basically basically for like EDH and drafting and all that, and uh, and I've messed I've, I've messed around with the set and I've I've come to appreciate a uh, coma, which has worked really well with the changelings in the set, which we're probably going to talk later about. Uh, we we can dive into that. Actually, this is going to be kind of a generic. You know, overview like our thoughts on the set itself. We can always do a deep dive um, into like the specific cards later, or if any of them like really strike your fancy, we go into those mm-hmm. too. But yeah, um, what do you think, Conheim, so far for EDH draft, etc. Standard, you play that. I mean, I'm I'm liking how it's just a. Um... I think we're going to have some interesting um commanders lining up in the future like we got um the with how the MDFC uh commanders are out there now uh, like the gods and all that yeah, I mean you can have an enchant you can just have a Wooberg enchantment just passively waiting in your command zone waiting to be cast and then you have like the uh 
Uh, hey. Oh, are you can you hear me? Oh, sorry. Yeah. They cut off. Um, it said, and then you have the. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Left in the thoughts. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, well, at least the good news about that is that you're not likely to die from commander damage from that one. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see if I can just pull up all the. Uh, yeah, go for it. Um, Caldheim gods I in. Uh, coma again. I, um, Coma is, I did a short is that? Oh, sorry. Is that Simic Serpent? Ugh, yeah. Well, I did an event last night where I faced off against. There were eight people. Two of them out of the three people I played against had Coma, um, which was misery. I actually um, killed a Coma with Divine Gambit of all cards. You know that one. Hmm. Guess they didn't have enough serpents to to sacrifice and make it indestructible. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. Um, Gambit exiles. Oh. Yeah. Are you familiar with that? It's that. Um. Oh, it's the one that people were kind of bashing c- for it because it basically gave the opponent a eureka effect. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, but it turns out if you're facing a coma, the odds are is that um whatever they drop after that is not going to be as bad as that. Um, so I think I found the one corner case where that card isn't completely terrible when they already have their scariest bomb out. It's only uphill from there. Um, it's still it's still bad, but... That's all I can accomplishment. I mean, with my experience on Arena and all that, I've, I, I've seen only, like... Three of the gods, so four of the gods so far being used in the brawl queue. That being Valky, because Tybalt, um, uh, Raidan, and Halvar, and Essica. Oh. Raidan's that hate bear god almost. That that's a shield on the other side. Right, that's the um the. Main snow hate card in the set. Yeah, but t- two uh, two and a white uh, legendary creature god, flying snow flying flying vigilance snowlands your opponent's control entered the battlefield tapped nine creature spells your opponent's cast with converted mana cost four or greater cost two more to cast, and on the other side, Valkamira, protector's shield three and a white. Legendary artifact. If a source an opponent controls would deal damage to you or a permanent you control, prevent one of that damage. Whenever another per- you or another permanent you control becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, counter that spell or ability unless its controller pays one. Trust me, I. <laughs> the front side seems more tame, much more tamer than the back. Than the back. To me, to be honest, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, that's four mana for a card that actually doesn't do anything on the back. Like, I mean, it's okay, <laughs> um, but I'm not spending four mana to prevent one damage of stuff. I'm spending it for the prevent targeting. What well, doesn't prevent it? I mean, it deter targeting more like it right. is a better term. I um 
I only have faced off against one god so far, uh, and it was Alrund, god of cosmos. That mm. is the three and blue blue for a god, and it gets plus one plus one for every card in your hand or card that you have that is foretold. Oh, and every card you have in exile too. Okay, yeah. Um, and then your end step, you get to choose card type. Reveal the top two cards of your deck. All cards of type in your hand, rest on the bottom, one in order. Uh, and that card kicked my ass. Even without like hitting me, just the advantage of going against that and limit it was too much. I mean, did you, uh, how, how many uh, times, did, did they uh, ever use the Haka side of, at all? No, they didn't. Um, and that, it does have another side, uh, which was Haka won the blue for a 2 3 flyer, which is really good. Right? On its own, a 2-3 flyer just won the blue. Fucking amazing. But, Honestly, the flyers are in this stri- flyers in this set are very prominent. Yeah, but like, dang, a cheap flyer like that? That's nuts, even a mythic. I mean, that's a strong... It's stronger than Stormcrow, but nothing beats out Stormcrow, of course. to be honest. Oh, yeah, we can pip Stormcrow to force a bill. It's amazing. Yeah. Super good. Now, yeah. um, uh, I did also say Haka is even better too. Because whenever it does come damage to a player, you can turn it to its owner's hand and scry too. So if you felt like you used it up, you can just get the god later because it's blue and why shouldn't it be super strong, right? Why yeah. Not? We don't have to go in all the gods. Um, oh, there is another I actually wanted to mention. Or Turgrid. I keep thinking it's Tegrid for some reason. God of Fright. This is three uh, black black for four five with menace. Whenever an opponent sacrifices a non-token permanent or discards a permanent, you can just put it into the battle. Sorry, you can put it into play just from their graveyard. Just like that. So mm-hmm. if you like thought sees them and they have a Karn in their hand, you just you just get that. You can just take it. You have to pay mana. You have to pay life um, for this effect. If you have some kind of wheel effect on your opponent's hands, well, you're basically going to win the game. And, you know, it, it's got another side, too, which is three and one black, which is Turgrid's Lantern. It's an artifact. Tap it. Uh, player loses three life unless they stack not a permanent or discard a card. And then you can pay three and a black to untap it and do it again. But yeah, I mentioned Turgrid because I would like that to be a future commander of mine. Because I'm evil, and um, it's, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I've been calling... Yeah. <laughs> In terms of commanders that I kind of want to have, it's um, kind of Yorn and uh, <laughs> Essica. But I'm mainly looking at Yorn because Snow Drotha. Oh, true. Because it's it's basically Snowdrotha, right? Moldrotha, except Snow, at least on the Demir side. Which Yorn, God of Winter, two and a green, legendary snow creature god. When it attacks, untap each snow permanent you control. But the the part that I'm looking at the most is Caldering, the Rhyme Staff, which is is uh, Yorn's backside. 
one in one blue black legendary snow artifact you may play target snow permanent card from your graveyard this turn if you do it enters the battlefield tapped That's pretty good yeah yeah i um i actually like during the spell that's a commander that i also would like to build because uh it's kind of cool to have a snow commander especially now we have a bunch more snow cards and many that aren't bad um as well because you know Snow hasn't really been around. Besides Kaldheim and um, Modern Horizons, we haven't gotten snow since, like, Cold Snap, and cards had gotten a hell of a lot stronger since then. So it's... Yeah. Yeah. I was actually kind of terrified, Pika, that when they first revealed Kaldheim, that, like, on their mechanics page, when they first put the news out... Let me... uh, Okay. Um, What kind of scared me was that Snow wasn't listed, and I think they said they had one hidden mechanic, and I was like, oh shit, it's not going to be Snow. We've seen nothing Snow at all. (laughs) Oh god. But when we first got it, it was a relief. Um, But the first card revealed was a snow instant or sorcery. And then I was scared again because I was like, wait, what if we get snow, but there aren't snow permanents? Like, like it's a, like a minor thing, like runes in this set. Right. Because well, we hadn't seen that. I was like, shit, you're going to give us snow, but not really. And then the moment we, I think, saw the first snow permanent revealed, I was like, oh, thank God. Okay. I kind of like the new snow frame. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. What do you think of the frames of the uh, showcases? Oh, uh, the twisting and all that? Ooh. <laughs> That's amazing. But, oh, Vorin collects on the other Hell hand. Hell yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that special art. More people are... I, I, I'm expecting more people to be using that frame than the... Uh, both the Nordic frame and the uh, and the base frame. Oh well, the the Nordic frame is cool, but I believe. Let me guess. You're talking about the sweet Phyrexian. Phyrexian. Yeah. <laughs> God, this gives us hope, though, right? That um, they might do that for the other Praetors and give them their own Phyrexian one. I wonder if all of those Praetors are going to be in standard. Nah, I doubt it. I think that'd be too many sets. Like, At this... I don't know. Yeah. I think people were kind of speculating that Jingataxius would be in Strixhaven. I mean, I mean, we've only gotten. I mean, we're already f- five, six sets into the new standard already. I think. True. It's all speculation, though. I mean. It's going to be like once uh, Ikoria and the uh, and Theros and and M21 and oh, Eldraine and Eldraine rotate. I'm I honestly am kind of expecting just to see a standard that has like five Praetors in it That'd be crazy. from seven. 
from separate sets. Yeah, I, I'm still shocked that they actually did this. This is like the first time I've been like, whoa, okay, this is amazing by the story in a while. I'm kind of intrigued about uh, one of the new Planeswalkers, Nico Aris. See, I'm the bored not- by Nico because like, I don't, I don't like the story. Like it's like, oh, these gods, they want me to be a fucking hero, and I want to be a fucking hero, and then go straight to Kaldheim. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna be a fucking hero. Like what? The, I mean, it, it feels it's like a cool representation for non-binary people. I like that. What I don't like is that every part of like the character that I've seen so far, like plot-wise. Like motivation seems really bland. Um, so feels like just Jace with a non-binary coding, maybe. I guess no? I, I just think it's weird. It's like from what I can tell the story, characters like why, why are they like I don't want to do this heroic shit, and then yeah, you know, then they go right to do that. Uh, it, it's kind of weird to me. I hope that like cool stuff happens because we're actually getting a story for this set, so we'll see. I mean, Nico could end up being cool, do some neat shit. You never know. I mean, I mean, I'm also. This is basically a four planeswalker set, which is rare. Even if one of the sides of the planeswalkers is actually just the true face of it, the the god Valky. I got no care. Did you expect outside of the two new ones that either Kaya or Tybalt would have been the two like returning characters in this set? I I didn't expect Kaya. Actually, I kind of expected Kaya, but I didn't expect Tybalt. Yeah, th- I guess Kaldheim didn't expect Tybalt either. <laughs> <laughs> now who... <laughs> Now, my one of the best things, in my opinion, about the whole snow is the new snow duels that actually have basic land types. And why is that important? Because they can get fetched. Yes. You get a gold star. I mean, they still. I mean, they still uh, come into play tapped, but they can get fetched, and they're popper legal. So three visits can use Wait, them. Yeah. At least the, the forest. Yes, it is. Uh, it, it it was a, it, it it came out in Portal Three Kingdoms as a common. <laughs> oh, nice! It was one of the most expensive uh, popper legal cards. I wonder what someone could do to make theoretically the most expensive popper deck possible. I mean, Oubliette was also one of the most expensive ones as well. Oh. But, I mean, if you really want to go nuts, right? Like, all Guru lands is your basics. Like, every full art, foil, alternate language, the highest of each of those. Like, I I wonder if you could actually get a pauper deck hitting 1k. Well, uh, if you gird it out, you could hit 10k even, probably. But, like, I think that'd be kind of funny to see that. But yeah, this. 
Yeah, snow is just going to be fun. So you're on the uh, snow train for standard then? Draft? Commander? Mm. I mean, I'm not much to play standard. I'm more of a brawl player, to be honest, because... Eh... That's fair. Talk to me when Crocs is out of oh, standard. Okay. Crocs isn't that scary. You just play Klingna Dust and snipe it. Yeah. Euro? And, well, that one's banned, so okay. Uh, yeah. And all the ultimatum decks are kind of... Oh, they are again. Good. Good. I have all those cards, so I need to <laughs> rebuild those. Um... So, Pika, you want to do something kind of fun? What? I have Pack of Kalheim here. You can't see Ooh. it, but why don't we go through it? Um, offer uh, any thoughts that you have on it. And we have her there. Let's see, uh, see maybe Sparks of Creative Juices. Now, Usually, I'll say this because we're about 20 more minutes into this episode. Um, on Anchor app, it will end an episode about, say, 30 minutes in. But I don't know how that works with recording with others. So we may, uh, we may find out. It may result in splicing a couple segments, but, you know, that happens. All right. So the first one in here, it's a Beskir Shield, which is one white for two one when it dies, make a one one human warrior creature token. Now, uh, I actually haven't used that one. It's kind of. I like. It's great, especially on the back end. And when you go into attack, if they do decide to block, you still you still have a body to come with to 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 return. True, you do get something out of it. And we have a lit Ajara Kinseekers, three blue, two four changeling. When it ETBs, we have uh, three or more creatures that share a type. Put a plus one plus one counter on it. Then scry one. That's a shapeshifter, which is important. I played against this card actually last night um, a couple times. It was pretty strong. I think I used that, and uh, yeah, it's not too difficult. In uh, in in the coma deck that that I that I drafted last mm -hmm. night. Yeah, it's not too difficult apparently to uh, get that ability to happen, especially because everything has so many subtypes too. <laughs> especially, yeah, uh, the. The, uh, the changelings. Yes. So next we have a Cinderheart Giant. It's five and two red for a seven six giant berserker. Trample when it dies, do seven damage to a creature an opponent controls at random. I didn't get to play it. Um, I played a white black deck, which was bad. Um, I I feel like it's almost it passes the Dreadmaw test by one more mana and a semi-non-French vanilla ability. True. I do like the death ability, though, so that's kind of cool. It kind of, yeah. like, if they block, then you just kill a bunch of other stuff, too. Uh, when I say 
dread ma test, I'm like high mana, trample, high power and toughness. Ah, okay. I hadn't heard that term before. Uh, I, 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 oh, I, just, I made it up. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> okay, we got a peak exclusive. Nice. I like that, though. Okay. Our fourth is Story Seeker. It's one and a white for a 2 2. It's a dwarf cleric lifeline. That's fine. It's. Yeah. It's. It's. That's what you call a French yeah. vanilla. And French Vanilla are cards that are, when normally, they don't have abilities, but they don't have, like, unique effects. They have basic keywords, like Trample, Haste, Flying, Lifelink, etc. Yeah. Okay, so next up, we have our first snow card here. It's called Ice Hide Troll. Two and a green for a 2-3. It's a snow creature troll warrior. You can pay two snow, any snow. Uh, and it gets plus two power and gains indestructible until end of turn. Then you tap it. So that's really cool. You can um, pump it up in combat, and you can do it multiple times, too, if you have the snowman. And, yeah, it's yeah. got that six snow border. like it. I'm sure, uh, Pika, you'll be using this one with your Brawl deck. The uh. The ice side yes. troll. Oh yeah, for I I do have a couple snow commanders in mind for a brawl and arena. All right, here we go. Next up, we have Death Knell Berserker, one and a black for a two-two health berserker. When it dies, if its power was three or greater, you make a two-two black zombie berserker creature token. It's if you can the best way you can get that death trigger off and actually get the berserker zombie is if you have an equipment on it. True. And that's not too difficult to do in this set. Yeah. I think I think it's a fair card. You get yeah, it's... you get something good out of it. Put in a little work. Yeah. Okay, next up. We have Way Down. Not Way Down, uh, as, but I guess this part... That's a, kind of a punny name, actually. <laughs> I like that. Um, it's black for sorcery as an additional cost to cast it. Exile a creature from your graveyard. So you have, you have to have that. Uh, target creature gets minus three, minus three until end of turn. <laughs> I, I call it the, the one... The w- the the member of the boon cycle that didn't make the cut <laughs> minus because the boon cycle all had to deal with threes for one mana as well yes yeah healing salve lightning bolt uh ancestral recall uh and giant oh, growth good for healing the salve then because <laughs> at least that made the cut <laughs> oh. Jeez, that card is really bad. So here's the next. Here's the next. <laughs> it's Dogged Pursuit. This is three and a black. It's an enchantment. Beginning of your end step, every opponent loses one life and you gain one life. So you don't gain life equal to all the life lost. You just gain a flat rate of one. 
Now, does this remind you of any card, Pika? Uh, ill-gotten inheritance. But a worse version. Yeah, because yeah. ill-gotten, we have reach. We can, like, hit him for four. Yeah. This just passively drains. But the one thing I do like about Dogged Pursuit is, like, oh, you're going to straight up cast it and then pass the turn. The life lock, the the draining happens. Whereas with, uh, with ill gotten, you, you have to you have to wait a turn True. cycle. And in this card, like ill gotten, it does stack. So if you have multiple out, multiple drains. Mm. So ah, we have another snow card. It's frostbite. I like I like the pun mm. as well because this person's getting bitten in the snow. Ha 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 ha. And it's one red for a snow instant. Deals two damage to a creature or planeswalker. But if you have three or more snow permanents, does three instead. So. <laughs> uh, could you. Sir, could you not bite me, please? Yeah, I, so... I, I feel like the thing that's binding him is definitely not. Uh, definitely not, you know, uh, respecting that social distancing. Definitely not. Ah, uh, oh, mm. this is a card. It's Run Ashore. It's four, blue, blue, for an instant. You choose one or both. The owner of target non-land permanent puts it on top or bottom of their library. And the other one is return a non-land permanent to its owner's hand. But, that, you know, it's an instant. You can get two permanents out of the way. I Six mean, minutes. totally lost. And unsummon. Yeah, basically in one. That's true. Not much to say there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, now we're at the uncommons. Another snow card. Ooh, it's Blizzard Brawl. I like to call that thing Snowball Fight. <laughs> okay, so it's Snowball Fight. It's one green mana for a snow sorcery. Choose target creature. <laughs> You control. Target creature you do not control. If you control three or more snow permanents, the creature you control gets plus one power and indestructible until end of turn, and then they have a snowball fight. <laughs> uh, it can end up being just a bite effect it som- sometimes. True. <laughs> It's I, I like it though, it, especially because snow. Unlike in red, with that one um, shock, that like this card actually has support because snow is mostly in green, blue, and black. Yeah, it's an instant. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a Scamafar Elder Hall. Is next. It's a land. This is a cycle of lands in this set. It comes into play tapped. That's the elf land. Add a green, or you can pay two black, black, and green and tap this and sacrifice it. Up to one creature you do not control gets minus two, minus two until end of turn. And then you make two one one green elf warrior tokens. And do it anytime you could do a sorcery. That's important too. Instant speed would have been nice for this cycle. Yeah. I like. Would you basically compare these to the uh, the Guildhall lands from 
the original Ravnica block. Ah, uh, they had an effect, right? Yeah. Th- then I guess so. I mean... The downside is that... Except... Sorry. <laughs> at least the Guildhall lands didn't... <laughs> at least the Guildhall lands didn't come into play tap, though those Guildhall lands did actually tap for a colorless, whereas those... And you had an abbreviated effect, and the uh, the halls, um, and these just have these tap for the their corresponding mana color. At least, right, at least they do that. That's true. It's not nothing. Okay, here we go. We've got return upon the tide. This four and a black. For a sorcerer, you can return target creature from the graveyard to the battlefield. So elf create two one one green elf warrior creature tokens, and you can foretell it. So this mechanic foretell kind of alluded to it earlier, and it's where during your turn you can pay two generic mana, exile a card with foretell from your hand face down. On a later turn, not in the same one, but later turn. You may cast it for its foretell cost anytime you can normally play it. So let's just say if I wanted to foretell, I don't know, behold the multiverse, which we'll probably run into later, since it's an instant, I'd, I'd pay two, set it aside, and then cast it on. I can't cast it on my turn since I just foretold it. True. But let's just say I wanted to cast it on my opponent's turn. I can do that. All right. Pika. We're going to reveal what the rare mythic is. Are you ready? I don't Ooh. even know yet. I'm going to say. Ooh. Well, the ore mythic was relevant because. We got a fucking mythic. Would you like to take a guess? Hmm. Planeswalker. God. It's one yeah. that you like. It's Asika, God of the Tree. This is a one green green for a one four legendary creature god. Vigilance. You can tap it, add a mana of any color. Other legends you have have tap, add one of any color. And it has a flip side. The Prismatic Bridge. Of course, which is Whoop. an enchantment. And that, um, at the beginning of your upkeep, reveal cards from the top of your deck until you have a creature or planeswalker card. Put it on the battlefield and then put the rest on a random order. <laughs> Very fun. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, just, just. Planeswalker EDH. Let's go. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Nice. And, uh... Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a fun card. Um, a lot of people want to build it for Commander. I mean, compared to the other Wuber Commanders, this one actually seems more casual than... Like, Nivriborn, uh, Tazri... Najila. I mean, it's going to be more annoying, but it's definitely more casual than the... And that, that is true. It is. Like, 
there's stuff you can do with it, but yeah, it's definitely a casual card. Not going to be probably doing anything crazy, but it'll be fun. And the last card, there's no foil, is a snow-covered planes. I had the misfortune of getting nothing but snow-covered planes and swamps last night, um, which are not good. Because long get snow forests and islands, swamps. But yeah, that was fun. Glad to see him actually get a really cool card there at the end. And Pika. Um, we're going to wrap this episode up, actually. So this was a really good experiment. I'm glad this works. And um, this way I can record much more easily with you or anyone else in the future as well. I mean, I'm glad that it's lasting longer than yes! 30 minutes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking at it when we were hitting the countdown. Um, and so when I saw it hit 31, I was like, oh, yes, okay. We're good. <laughs> we're in the clear. So, yeah. Do you have any uh, parting thoughts to give us for this episode? I mean, we know that we'll see you around either here or on one of the many streams that you and I frequent very often. Definitely. Um, support your local game stores. Um, if you haven't already, if you play Arena, go, go ahead and redeem the Play Call Time um, code. And yeah, that that's good advice at the end, actually. That is true. And just yeah, and, and thank you, thank you all for listening, Pika. Once again, thank you so much for trying this out and joining me. This has been awesome, and I hope to have you around again. Yes, it has. I'd hope to be around again if oh, you need me. Of course. But, well, all right, we're gonna sign off, okay? Thank you all, all for right. listening and look for more in the future.